coming to you live from the basement of an abandoned house in the middle of a field. It's the Derek Izzy Show. Welcome to the Derek Izzy Show. Thank you for joining us. Moses, how are you doing today? I'm doing all right, boss. I heard you have some news for us. That is correct, Moses. We have some big news. We just acquired a brand new sponsor of the show. If you enjoy sports betting, BetDSI is the way to go. What you do is you log on to their website, BetDSI.eu. That's right. It's it's not a .com site. It's BetDSI.eu. Set up an account using the discount code Derek, D-E-R-E-K, and you will get matching funds on your initial deposit. That is right. Just for being a listener of the Derek Izzy Show, log on to BetDSI.eu, set up your free account, and they will match your initial deposit if you use discount code Derek, D-E-R-E-K. Along with that, I bring you my personal experience of using the website BetDSI, and you can bet on all kinds of sports. I mostly use it for mixed martial arts events. They've got UFC, they've got Bellator, they've got horse racing, they've got hockey, basketball, football, baseball, you name it, it's on there. They even have handball on there. And I'm kind of hoping maybe they'll do some racquetball. You got to go to BetDSI, set up your account, BetDSI.eu, use discount code Derek, and you'll get matching funds on your initial deposit. Why do I use them over other sites? Basically because they're a sponsor of the show. No, it's that's part of it. But the reason why I chose them out of all the different sites that are out there is based on the odds and how easy it is to make transfers to deposit funds or withdraw funds. It's pretty easy with them compared to other betting sites. Moses, are you ready for BetDSI? Yeah, boss. I set up my account and I am ready to lose some money. Let's go. (laughs) Well, hopefully you won't lose too much money because I know you don't have much. But good luck to you and all of my listeners. And now the topic of today's podcast. I know the majority of my shows have been about historical events in U.S. history and little unknown facts about our country, but what I bring to you today is my own personal experience with our legal system and the opinions of several other people in the media that have express their voices loudly on the news, on radio shows, and in different media outlets. Now, I know there's a lot of talk about racist cops and a judicial system that makes their decisions on an unfair basis based on race or socioeconomic conditions. I'm not sure if I completely agree with that or not. I like to give everyone the benefit of the doubt. However, I am educated And I do know that most stereotypes, while not accurate all the time, most of them have been created over years and years 
of evidence of a specific behavior. But this show is going to give you an example of where most of the known stereotypes don't actually apply. I was debating on whether or not to actually do this show, but I felt this was something that needed to be exposed to my audience as well as any of the new listeners who might be listening from the state of Oklahoma or anywhere around the world because this is something that needs to be talked about. For those of you who know me, I'm a college-educated white male. I have a bachelor's degree in computer science. I've held a full-time job with the same company for years and years and years. I don't really do anything bad. I got the occasional speeding ticket, got one maybe eight years ago, another one maybe five years before that. But that's pretty much the extent of any law-breaking that I do in my life. It's not because I think I'm better than everyone, it's just that's the way I am. I don't feel any urges to break any laws, but I do choose to live my life based on principles. These principles guide the decisions that I make with my career, with my relationships, with almost everything that I do in life is based on these certain principles. Sometimes the rule of law does not agree with good principles. And I will leave that up for you to decide when I give you my personal story of my experience with the law here in Oklahoma. Now to give you a little bit of a background here, I've been in Oklahoma for about a year and a half. I haven't really had any run-ins with the law or any issues with anyone who lives here. But this story begins on July 23rd, 2015. I was driving down a main street here in Weatherford, Oklahoma. I was in the passing lane, approaching a red light. The car in the slow lane had stopped as soon as the light turned yellow. I continued through the intersection. I was a little more than halfway through the intersection and I, when I looked up and I saw the light turn red. You know, I, I had already approached the intersection, gone through it, and had hit that halfway point by the time the light turned red. So, as far as I was concerned, everything was cool. You know, the person beside me decided to stop. I went through a yellow light. What's the big deal? The next thing I know, there's a police car who is facing the opposite direction, turns his lights on, whips around, and pulls me over. His question to me was, do you know why I pulled you over, sir? And I said, no, not really. And his answer was, well, the reason why I pulled you over is because you ran a red light. And I could, I could sense, you know, you're dealing with a police officer. He's got the gun. He's got the authority. Arguing with him at that point really would not have helped my situation. So I just said, okay. And he wrote me a ticket. And the ticket gives me the opportunity to challenge the ticket. Because I knew that I did not actually run the red light, I decided to challenge the ticket in court. Now, in the town of Weatherford, in order to challenge a traffic violation, you actually have to go to municipal court. You get a real trial. You have the option to have a jury. You have the option to have a lawyer represent you. And when the judge gave me those options, I chose to represent myself. This is something that 
I got pulled over for. I know I'm right, so who's going to defend myself more passionately than I would? I went online, started doing my research. I was preparing myself for the trial. The judge, when he sat down and explained things to me, he seemed like a very reasonable person, so I decided to have the trial in front of him and waive my right to a trial by the jury. My assumptions about this judge, while initially I thought he was explaining everything to me, making things pretty easy for me since this was really my first experience in in court, I was dead wrong. I think he probably knew that I wanted to defend myself and me being a a college-educated white male who really doesn't have any kind of criminal record and never gets in trouble, I was dressed well, actually smelled nice, and before you go in to meet the judge, they put you in a room with a group of other people that are also waiting to meet the judge to have their trial date and everything set, and it was awkward. I really just did not fit in there. I could tell that there were criminals there, guys just talking to each other about they've been through this several times. You know, they don't like the judge, they don't like the prosecutor, they don't like the cop, you know, whatever. It was obvious that they had been there several times, and this was not really a group of people that I fit in with. This was something that I needed to do for myself. So I decided to represent myself in a trial in front of the judge. The trial date was set, and then a few days before the date of the actual trial, I get a notice saying that the date has to be changed because of something going on with the police officer's schedule and he won't be able to appear. So they changed the trial date. When the second date was set, something else came up with the prosecutor. Why well, he, he couldn't make it, so they changed the date again. Now, I'm, I was a little bit upset about the delay in my trial, but I was still getting it, and that was the point. I was going to get my day in court to defend myself. In anticipation of that day, while doing my research, I learned a lot about the Oklahoma traffic law system and and how things work. The ticket that I was written was failure to stop for a red signal light. That's what I was under the impression that I was going to court for. As part of my research, I took some friends and we went out to the intersection to kind of do a case study. We got some video of cars that were going through the intersection and when the lights turned red and when they turned yellow, when they turned green, it was enough to prove that a police officer facing the opposite direction cannot tell when my light turns red. Once we figured out that timing, I thought that would be an excellent piece of evidence to bring to court that would show that I did not actually run the red light and the cop has no way of seeing from the direction he was facing, the opposite direction of me, he couldn't see my light, and based on the time study we did as far as when the lights changed, he had no way of knowing if my light was red from the point of view of where he was sitting. Using this evidence, which I actually did bring up in court, when I got to cross-examine the police officer, I brought up the fact that the lights do change and the timing changes with each group of cars that comes through the intersection. And I had my proof of that, a sworn statement from one of the friends that was in my group when we did the case study, as well as some video footage. The cop was not aware that the the timing was not consistent all the time. 
And I thought this was a very strong piece of my argument. Because in court, you're innocent until proven guilty. So my purpose was to go in there, while I didn't have a a video camera in my car when I went through the yellow light, I was innocent until proven guilty. Since they did not really have any eyewitnesses, I assumed that there was no way I could lose this. I mean, I've got, a, I've got evidence that the light timing is not consistent, so the officer would have no way of knowing what color the light was. He was facing the opposite direction, so he couldn't see the light. The only evidence that he had was that the car in the slow lane had stopped. I knew that car had stopped at a yellow light, which is fine. That's their prerogative. When all this came out in court, I testified that the light was yellow because it was. And I'm honest. I'm under oath. I'm not going to lie in court. The light was yellow when I went through it. That is against the law. I found this out when I was doing my research. However, this was not the crime that I was being charged with. And it was something that I did. I went through a yellow light. So I had no problem bringing that up in court as part of my defense. The problem happened when the judge went to render his verdict. The way he explained his decision was that since I admitted to driving through a yellow light, that means I'm guilty of driving through a red light. Now you're thinking, that makes no sense. And that's exactly where I was. I thought the exact same thing. That doesn't make any sense. You're, you're taking a lesser charge of running through a yellow light, which I admitted to during my testimony, and using that to convict me of a greater charge, running the red light. That doesn't make any sense. It, it works the other way around. You know, if, if you're accused of murdering someone and all you did was beat them up, the judge can't use the fact that you beat them up as evidence that you're guilty of murdering them. It doesn't work that way. It, it only works the, the other way. If, if they have evidence that, you're, that you committed a murder, then you're guilty of beating them up. That's the way it works. But this judge, Judge Trey Mitten, that's the judge's name. I choose to leave everybody else's name out of the podcast because I believe they were just doing their job. The cop did his job. He did what he thought was right. The prosecutor did his job. He did what he thought was right. But the judge did not, and that's why I'm naming Judge Trey Mitten in this podcast, because not only did I file a formal complaint against him, I want him to be exposed because I really don't believe that I'm the only person involved in this. The group of people that I was waiting to meet the judge with, they all had their individual complaints. They also had criminal records, so... Maybe their complaints weren't quite valid, but maybe they are. I'll continue to explain why I named the judge. After he rendered his verdict of convicting me of running through a red light because I admitted going through a yellow light, the way he wrote his verdict did not include any of that information. And the reason why it didn't include that information is because If he admitted that that's the way he made his decision, then I would win on appeal. The way he wrote his verdict left all of those details out. When he wrote his verdict, 
It simply said, based on the evidence and testimony, the prosecution has met their burden of proof and the defendant is guilty. So my first instinct was to appeal it, and I actually spoke to a lawyer about this. The lawyers that I spoke to, because I wasn't happy with the first answer I got, that that there was nothing I could do, so I continued to talk to two other lawyers until all three of them told me that there's, there's nothing I can do because the judge made an unethical decision, basically breaking the law to say that I was guilty. And the bottom line is, I cannot prove it because in municipal court here, it is not a court of record. So there is no court reporter unless you request one, which any good lawyer and any judge like Trey Mitten would know this and know that if there is a court reporter, he can't get away with what he did. But because there's no court reporter, the only evidence of what happened is the testimony of the officer and the prosecutor, and they're not going to say he did anything wrong, and the court minute notes from the judge that include his verdict. And of course, he left that information out of his written statement. My complaint, written about the judge and, and sent to the, the board in Oklahoma that handles the complaint, detailed all this information, and probably nothing will come of it. My only hope is to get the word out so that other people don't have to go through this. Again, I went through a yellow light, so I'm willing to pay the fine for that. What I disagree with is on principle, using the law in an illegal way to find me guilty of a charge that I actually was not guilty of. And it's just a red light, so, you know, no jail time, there was a fine, but there's also a fine for running a yellow light. And I, I paid the fine and I realized there's no way for me to appeal this because not being a court of record, it would be impossible to win in appeal because it would be my word against the judges and that's not going to win me anything. But here, this is where I can speak my piece against the judge, Trey Mitten. And maybe I am the first person that he's done this to, but I seriously doubt it. But I may be the first person who actually has a voice outside of this small rural town in Weatherford, Oklahoma. And that is the reason why I bring this up to my audience. Because if my complaint doesn't get anywhere, maybe there's other complaints about him. Maybe there's members of my audience who have dealt with this and never actually filed a complaint. If you don't file a complaint, nothing will happen. If you do file a complaint, maybe nothing will happen, but at least that makes the judicial board aware of what is going on. And this show will make people aware of what is going on. The purpose of this show is to educate the public and to make you aware of things you weren't aware of in the past. I don't really like to use the show for personal gain, But in this situation, I'm not going to get anything out of it personally. But again, I live my life by certain principles. And I believe that that trumps this judge's opinion. And I just wanted you all to know that. So thank you for your support of the show. 
Remember to go to betdsi.eu. Use your promo code Derek and you can bet on sports as well as getting matching funds on your initial deposit. Tune in next month for a gruesome, scary show. It's about time for another one of those. Give the public what they want. This has been The Derek Izzy Show. Good day.